Newcastle's best childhood centres, The Little Unicorn. Explore, play, discover, grow. Enrol now. Supporting Newcastle's only mum's radio show. I got it from my mama With Beck and Sarge. I got it from my mama. Welcome to the show all about speech and your children's development. I have been uh, picked up in the past for sloppy speech, which is interesting considering I've been a radio announcer for over 10 years now. One of my bosses even sent me to a speech pathologist once and I used to have to do exercises in the bath. <laughs> that part threw me. <laughs> willow, willow, bath. willow or alliteration exercises, alliteration. yeah. Oh, you've got perfect speech. No. Yes. No, that's just my mother, my Austrian mother who pulls me up on everything. Oh, really? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not really speech anyway. Yeah. That, anyway, that's not Lauren who yeah. we're going to talk to. Yeah. That's not what she's all about. She's all about um, the techniques and ways that you can help your child if they're having problems developing other issues with speech, I guess. Yeah. And it's such a common concern I think from parents these absolutely days, like yeah really can cons- and like that can range from so many different things like the child not speaking at all and when they should speak and what they say and how they say it and all the way to really bad cons- like big concerns like a, a, a speech asphyxia or whatever it is you know that kind of thing and how they're speaking whether they've got lisps and stutters and yeah. all that kind of thing yep. as well. So mm-hmm. um, I know my own personal journey with my daughter, Grace, was that she just was mute until three and she just didn't speak. And I think now looking back, it, it was worrying and you panic straight away, but looking back it was simply because her older brother was talking for her. And Oh, okay. And it can so be- how common is that, do you know? quite common okay and i guess you you choose to do something about it or you choose not to do something about it and a lot of people can just write it out and it, and it might fall into place okay um i had advice from a health nurse when she was two and a half that i should definitely be doing something about it because she just didn't speak you you know her now mel and yeah. you look at her and you go oh she she speaks a lot she's so out she's going. Going, yeah she's Absolutely. got no issues yeah she um she just didn't she just didn't speak so i was sent to um uh, to do a program myself for parents called the the hannon program and after i think about 12 weeks of going once a week grace was just fluently speaking so coming up next lauren haskins from a growing understanding will help you understand your child's speech a little bit better what to look out for and milestones and when they should be achieving them and what you can do if they're not quite getting there on time and whether to worry and seek assist or whether to not be so concerned about it. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com. Thanks to our sponsors, The Little Unicorn, offering quality early childhood education for children aged between six weeks and five years of age. With a focus on fun, play-based learning, The Little Unicorn Centres have been designed with your child in mind. At The Little Unicorn, you can have have peace of mind that your little one will develop the skills they need for school and life. Thelittleunicorn.com.au at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and soon to be Charlestown Square. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge. You know what I did here recently, which is really interesting? I did a gig with this woman uh, at um, Stockland uh, Green Hills, like a makeup masterclass and she was a um, busy makeup artist and she uses Uber Eats a lot. Do you ever <laughs> use that? 
all the time. Oh, me lucky, we don't <laughs> me too. It. I always use it, right? Stop so it almost stopped her getting a home loan because no. yes, because the bank puts it in some weird category of spending <laughs> that is really diabolical for your credit rating. <laughs> I was just listening to an interview where one of the AFL stars, um, he spent 35000 in the last year on Uber Eats. <laughs> that is mental. Okay, they're paid too much. You know what's <laughs> funny? They are, but <laughs> say to my little daughter, the man's coming and she, she knows and she so goes funny. up to the door and gets the... Anyway, we don't get it. That's me too. I'm at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, Lauren Haskins? Someone said to me about you the other day, someone that knows you or of you. Oh. Wow, she is a woman that has her life together. And um, I really agree. Oh my gosh, no. Um, my husband and I. Got Uber Eats last night as we binge watched Married at First Sight, and um, and I get so excited when I get the little messages to say that um, Uber Eats is on its way, or you know that it's moving, <laughs> you know, and that it's arrived. I, we live in a little cul-de-sac, and I'm nearly out in the cul-de-sac in my pajamas, waiting for <laughs> waiting for the ice cream to arrive. Well, I'm so glad she's normal. But your, you know, a growing understanding, if you don't know, is um, Lauren's business, and. Um, you are just so together. Just everything about your brand looks like you've got it together. So what is the secret? Is the secret Uber Eats every night or what is it? <laughs> I think it's having people in your life and having people that help. Um, yeah. I've got no idea. I'm a speech pathologist, so I've got no idea how to do any of this, um, you know, marketing or, um, you know, putting things out on social media. All I know how to do is be a good speech pathologist and getting the right people to help me to do my thing and so that, yeah, frees up my time. And, you know, if I do have a little bit of extra time to watch Married at First Sight and, <laughs> you know, those kind of things, then, you know, yeah, that's what I, I live for. Oh, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Haskins, yeah. master delegator. <laughs> that, like well, it. that's interesting because it's basically getting people outsourcing like you're doing with your Uber. It's getting people to do the stuff. That's not your bag. And mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so tell us about your bag. Tell us a little bit about speech and our children and basically how their speech should be developing. I have no idea about these well, things, I can, Lauren. I can ask a better, like a more tailored question. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. So based on this, I'm not overruling you. It's fine. <laughs> My daughter's now five and she is a... Um, She's had a different and interesting ride with speech. Um, when she was three, she was pretty much mute. And... And it's very hard to believe now, but we, wow. yeah, very hard to believe now, but she literally didn't speak at home and out anywhere. When is it that you should be starting to approach a speech path or a, approach the health nurses and people like that to say, okay, there could be some issues. You need to um, go and see a speech pathologist. When, when is the time? I think that that's the, like one of the most common questions that we get um, from parents and from mums is, you know, when should I start to worry and when should I yeah, see a speech pathologist? And I guess for me, my experience has been that if you have got any strong parental concerns, so if all of a sudden you're starting to get that niggling thought that your child's not doing what the other children are doing for their age, then that's probably the time that you should start to seek out a speech pathologist. 
our professional association, Speech Pathology Australia, have got some awesome, amazing resources looking at communication milestones and what you should expect for different ages. So what um, are some broad spectrum things there? Just a few yeah. like, quick snapshots, Lauren. So, you know, we would be expecting children to start using their first words at around 12 months of age. So usually they should understand about 10 words, but they should be starting to yeah, make some really clear key words at around 12 months of age. At around 18 months of age, we're expecting them to say between 6 to 20 words and their understanding is getting really quite good at that age. They're able to follow some really simple instructions like throw the ball. They're able to understand lots of familiar objects. And by two years of age, we're really expecting them to be able to say about 50 words and they're starting to put some two words together. And so around that time, we're expecting them to be understood by unfamiliar listeners, so people that they don't see all the time, about uh, 50% of the time. So you, that's the kind of thing that we're expecting in that really early kind of age. And as they're getting a bit older, you know, by three years of age, we're expecting them to be able to say four and five words in a sentence. Um, we should be expecting them to use some really complex language, like they should be able to answer some what and where and when questions. They should be able to have a real conversation on a topic and stay on that for a little while. So we're sort of saying that if a child isn't using language, like in your example, Beck, when you were saying your daughter wasn't saying too much at that age, there's so much that we can do to be getting on top of it really early. And so I think if there's ever that niggling thought that there might be something going on, you're better to get on top of it early and provide them with that help. And we know that if children get the help before school mm-hmm. that they're going to be yeah better for it socially as well as you know academically and you know being ready for school so yeah I'm really passionate about yeah just jumping on that a little bit soon as you're yeah able to in terms of maybe lazy speech or I don't know what it was I'm just a generally a lazy person I'm not sure what's going on there <laughs> but um uh, so I was taken to the speech pathologist. They taught me to put my tongue and rest it behind my top teeth and it helped out with my S's. I wasn't saying my S's properly. So what are some of the more intricate stuff like that that goes on, Lauren, in the later years? So I guess, this, you know, from a sound perspective, we're sort of expecting to look at how well a child can be understood. And so I was saying, you know, a two-year-old, we should be able to understand about half mm-hmm. of what they say. A three-year-old, we should be able to understand about 75% of what they say. But in terms of some of their sounds, um, there are some typical sound errors that we would see happening um, for younger children that are really normal. So we see a child who's three years old that might say tat instead of cat. Um, and they might have difficulty with that sound. And that's normal for up until about four years of age. Okay. And so sometimes it's worthwhile seeing a speech pathologist to go, yeah, that's okay. It, you don't need to be working on that now. You just need to be aware of it. Okay. And and then you can, um, if it's past the age that's considered um, normal um, to be making that sound, it's at that point that you can provide some help. And that's for things like a list. And putting your tongue between your teeth, like what happened with you, Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be other sound errors that can be more complex as well. So, you know, it is just having a look and seeing what's appropriate. I guess, that, you know, if people are wondering how to help their child that may be mm-hmm. having speech and language difficulties, the best thing that they can be doing is, you know, modelling the correct sound or the correct language for them with no expectation that the child needs to say it. So if they say, okay. you know, I can see a tat, 
they can model. Oh, I can see a cat too. I can mm. see the cat mm. sitting over there and to model that for them. And that's going to be really powerful to help prove some of those speech and language skills just within the home. So stop mumbling, essentially, if you're a parent. Yeah, but I think Stop what just sporadically to reminds me, cursing. I'm a graduate of the Hainan program. Like, <clears throat> when Mel's sort of looking at me going, what is the Hainan program? Yeah. The Hannon, is it? Hannon. See, I can't even pronounce it. But the Hannon program, I'm a graduate of that because of my daughter. And it was so interesting. And I walked out of that program, and I'm going to ask you to explain it, if you don't mind, after. I walked out of that thinking that all mothers and fathers should be given, should be going to that program before their children get to that speaking age because the stuff that I learned was so valuable. Wow. And I, I put that t- to then having my third child be the most amazing speaker wow. there is. And he just says everything possible. He probably says more than the others. Hannon is actually um, a Toronto or a Canadian-based um, centre and it's a, it's a foundation and not-for-profit organisation um, for helping families and helping main communicators to be able to help the children to be able to talk. And that's probably the main premise about it. So it, it's about empowering parents to be able to um, get the most and the best communication from their child as part of their everyday routine. So while they're doing mealtime and bath time and um, while they're doing their everyday things, that they're actually able to incorporate some language and communication techniques that will, yeah, support about, you know, giving them the opportunity to be able to communicate and then to be able to structure your own modelling communication to be able to model and... um, highlight your language, which will give them the opportunity to hear and experience that language and then to be able to use it. It certainly helped my journey and Grace. I think I'd be too lazy to do that no, by myself. You, I think I need no, to go to Lauren. I'll just no, have to take my child to Lauren once a week. Like this is like what program. Lauren talks about outsourcing. <laughs> I find that Lauren is a professional here. And I, uh... but it, I, what I liked about the program was that what do you, you do? Do you do little activities? Do you just, to make your kids talk about, better? It's right. just and what is here, it? And this, this is aimed, aimed exactly like the parents, like you, Melbourne. Yeah. You don't want to create more time. You don't need another set of homework to do. You don't want to sit down and have to therapize your child and sit down there and do something extra. So while you're doing all of the stuff that you're doing anyway, you may as well be working on their language. So you have to feed your child, you have to bath your child. So you may as well be working on their language. So this is where it's for, it's not creating more work for parents. You don't have to sit Mm. down and do, yeah, do any extra stuff because you're doing it already anyway. So So it's tools basically day to day. It gives you a different way of communicating with your child. So Lauren, what are the differences in how you interact with your child when you haven't done Hannon as opposed to how you, when you have? I, I guess what I sort of see is that the Hannon approach to intervention is very much about creating opportunities for the child to communicate. So observing what the child's interested in, waiting for them to start the interactions rather than jumping in too quickly. Um, (laughs) I got in trouble for that one. I remember that. Waiting is hard. Listening to them, so, you know, responding to what they're already communicating. They might not be using words. They might be looking or pointing or, um, you know, making some verbalizations but not using words. And so by listening and responding immediately and with interest, 
you're acknowledging what they've communicated but then adding the words that go with that so that they learn to make that connection between the word and what they're experiencing and what they're already trying to communicate. So it builds upon their skills. So I think what I see with the parents that um, have gone through the It Takes Two to Talk program and, and are familiar with the Hannon approach is that they do just take that time a little bit more to wait for their child to start the interaction. Okay. Yep. And similarly, when their child does respond and does um, use language, that the parents are really responsive as well. And what you get okay. is a lot more back and forth interaction. And mm-hmm. What about um, some some of the more serious speech issues that arise? What what are we looking at here? What kind of... Yes. Telling every second person to F off or no, is that more you. of an attitude thing? Oh, that's me. Oh, God, of course it is. They're just mirroring me. So, like that. Um, so dyspraxia or childhood apraxia of speech, um, so that's where it's a severe speech sound disorder. So you would find that the child was really difficult to understand or wasn't saying a lot verbally. Um, I think also if, if there's ever any loss of skills, so if the child has been able to do something and then, then all of a sudden not able to do it, then that already triggers big alarm bells for okay. me to go and go and seek, seek medical advice and to go and see a speech pathologist. Oh. Um, the other things that I think are really important too is that we around stuttering it mm. used to be um, best practice that there would be a period of monitoring a child who starts stuttering and we would say you know monitor for six months or so now the evidence suggests that when a child starts stuttering that you should really see a speech pathologist straight away wow okay um, and so what the this latest evidence is showing is that there's a big causal link that if a child is stuttering that it can actually cause social anxiety um, and yeah. Um, oh, yes. cause a number of mental health mm. you used to think oh. they used to think it was the reverse that the Ooh. you know the anxiety and things would cause a stuttering and that's not the case at all that it can actually lead to social anxiety and um, a number of mental health conditions so that if it's not treated and so they're now saying to get on top of it straight away and I guess the other things that would be worthwhile, um, you know, seeking immediate advice is if you've ever got any concerns about a child's voice. So if it's, you know, hoarse or husky or, okay. um, you know, if they've got different pitch issues, um, all of those kind of things. As yeah, well mine as, sort of go like, ah! That That's crying. Like, oh, okay. I, right, I, okay. I, can't, I can't help with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a growing understanding.com.au. Ask for Lauren Haskins because she's the best. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify, and NHM Newcastle Hunter Mamas.com.